My name is Scott Nye, and this is Talking Radical Radio. Hello and welcome to Talking Radical Radio, where we bring you grassroots voices from across Canada. We give you the chance to hear many different people who are facing many different struggles talk about what they're doing, how they're doing it, and why they're doing it, in the belief that such listening is a crucial step in strengthening all of our efforts to change the world. On this week's show, I will be speaking with Lama El-Hanan, Raquel Gotardi, and Maverick Smith. At its broadest, research is any effort to learn about the world. It's something that all of us do, at least informally, because doing things in the world, whether you're a powerful institution or an ordinary person going about everyday life, requires knowing about the world. So we all do research. The world's a complicated place, though, so sometimes, for some questions, specialized skills and dedicated time, space, and resources can be very useful in doing research. The thing is, Research about the social world is not value-neutral. The questions that you ask, the approaches that you take to answering them, the judgments you make about what you learn, and the accountability you enact as you're doing all of that will shape the nuts and bolts of what you do along the way, as well as the substance and utility of what you learn. So, for instance, if you give a bunch of money to a university to do work on a particular issue or topic, the work that results may not end up being something that is useful or even particularly respectful towards the communities and struggle and grassroots organizations that are directly engaged with that issue. Such communities and organizations, however, often have urgent needs of their own for clever, creative, well-grounded research that is responsive to their circumstances as they make decisions about acting in the world. Unfortunately, they often have access to little in the way of resources to make that kind of research happen. The Toronto Research Action and Community Exchange, variously abbreviated as TRACS or TRACX in the rest of this episode, is a three-year-old effort based in the Ontario Public Interest Research Group, or OPERG, at University of Toronto. It aims to leverage the kinds of expertise and resources that are available in the university context to meet the research needs of communities and grassroots organizations. One element of their work is matching up student researchers with community organizations that have research needs. Trek's commitment is not just to doing this, however, but to doing it in a politically responsible way that centers social justice. Trax works to make sure that everything about how the research is done flows from the needs of the organization, that it focuses on the questions they want answered, and on methods that fit with their values and goals. They also ensure that all of the work is accountable to the organization. Among other things, all of this involves doing as much as possible to navigate the various paperwork-related and institutional hoops that are often part of university life, so that the organization and the student can focus on the work itself. The other side of the work that Trax does is to host an annual symposium about whatever has been the focus of that year's student research. It gives the Trax student researchers a chance to talk about their work, but it also brings together groups, organizations, community members, and researchers from a much broader area to talk about the issue in an engaged, active way, grounded not in academic ways of doing things, but in struggles for a better world. Last year, the focus of the symposium was police violence, 
and the Tracks Symposium happening this fall in Toronto will focus on the research needed to support efforts to counter the rise of the alt-right. Lama El-Hanan is an undergraduate student at University of Toronto taking Anthropology and Near and Middle Eastern Studies. Maverick Smith is a grad student at U of T focused on adult education and community development, and both are active with OPERG. And Raquel Gotardi is the volunteer programming coordinator at OPERG Toronto. We spoke about tracks, about the politics of research, and about this year's focus on countering the alt-right. We spoke by Skype from Toronto. My name is Lama Elhanan. I'm a student at UFT. I'm an anthropology major and I'm also taking near Middle Eastern studies. I joined OPERG at the end of last winter and I've been here since. So I'm part of the organizational committee at TRACX. During my undergraduate period, I've had the opportunity to do some research work. The question for me always was, am I using this research to benefit the community or is it something that's exploitative and not going to be beneficial in the long run? And so when I saw what TRACX was doing was trying to build connections between academia and also community organizing and also making research accountable to the community and making it useful to the work that organizations are doing. That was something that really drew me to TRACX and something that I really wanted to get involved with. My name is Maverick. I am a graduate student at the University of Toronto. I'm specializing in adult education and community development. I only recently joined the OPRA board, but I've been involved with different initiatives of OPRA for a number of years now. And I joined the organizing committee for Tracks in May, I believe. And my name is Raquel Gotardi. I'm the volunteer and programming coordinator here at Oprah Toronto. I've been involved with the Tracks Collective for a number of years now. I was one of the early ones on the collective to start the initiative up. The Tracks Collective is composed of a mishmash of students, community members, and anyone who really has an interest in this sort of research and what we might be doing at the time. I myself have been involved with OPERG for about five years, and this is something that we had discussed starting up for a long time, actually, because at OPERG we were really wanting to get back into the radical research kind of narrative and thread, and really working to ensure that we were doing our part to counter that kind of ivory tower narrative and really work to make research accessible again, make research research relatable again, re-empower community members and really work to build a bridge between campus activism and community organizing and individuals living within these communities. TRACS stands for the Toronto Research Action and Community Exchange. We work in two-part fashion to build a bridge over that divide between academia and everyone else essentially. And the two portions to the program are a research portion, which runs throughout most of the year. And then that's usually followed by a conference, which we use to showcase both great organizing initiatives and work that's happening in and around the community, as well as giving an opportunity for student researchers who've been working on their projects up until that point to discuss what kind of things that they've encountered, what their experiences have been, and so on and so on. 
I'm actually not originally a student or campus activist. I've been a very active community-based organizer. And what I noticed a lot of times was exactly like what Lama had mentioned around the exploitative nature of a lot of the research that was being done, how community members who put so much time and effort and energy into fighting for causes that they believed in were basically being treated like guinea pigs. And that really disturbed me. So this kind of dichotomy that's occurred between not just like universities, but also campus-based activism and community-based activism, because I think we need to acknowledge and really be upfront about the fact that this kind of problem also extends into campus-based and student-based activism. That kind of hierarchical way of interacting with community, that's a problem that I think a lot of folks noticed and wanted to address. And they felt like, you know what, this is one way we can work to address that is by taking all of these tools and turning them on their head and really working to re-empower community groups and really work to connect students directly with these community groups in a way that's both equitable and accessible and gives equal opportunities to both students and to community groups to get what they need. Like students get credit for the work that they do while the community groups get to decide how and where and when the research is done. So we looked towards research projects that were being run out of similar organizations. So like the ARX project that's run out of SFPERG, and then the CURE project, which is run out of QPERG. So we really wanted to try and emulate that in some ways, but also bring our own unique spin to it. And that's something that we're, I think, still working on. Even though we've been around for three years at this point, we're still growing, we're still figuring out what the best way of doing things is for us. And we're really working to bring in community members, bring in folks who have that lived experience of what we're talking about, and really work to involve them in that process. Describe the process of that side of the work, the work of making connections with communities, getting these research projects to happen, making sure they happen in politically responsible ways, that kind of thing. I think that that's still a process that we're working on solidifying. It's still very much in flux. We've done it slightly differently each year, and each year it's gotten better. Last year, for example, we first put out a call out to the wider community saying, we're here, we have access to these resources. We're looking for community organization that like to partner with us that needs research done. And then we outlined that this research should be led by that community organization. The research wouldn't be done on the community organization. It would be done with them. It would be done on behalf of them. The Tracks Collective operates more as a catalyst. We work to kind of navigate all of the academic hoops because we also like to make sure that students are also appropriately compensated for their work. Research work can be very tedious and very labor intensive. So we went through the process of making sure that students would get a credit for the research that they did. We also went out and 
found a professor that the organization was comfortable with to work with and help guide the students. We then went through a selection process, finding the students best able to fulfill what the community organization asked us for. And then we worked to ensure that the process was run in an equitable manner. So we would have regular check-ins. We had a couple of collective members that were dedicated specifically to the research portion of the TRACS project that would regularly meet with both the students and the community organization to check in and see how things were going. If problems arose, then we would be the ones to kind of mediate and handle that. We basically wanted to try and take as much of the load off of the community group as possible and really allow them the time and the space and the freedom to focus all their energy in terms of actually directing the students to where and what they wanted them to do. So we, as the Tracks Collective, did a lot of the logistical work, a lot of the paperwork. And of course, we did come up against snags and whatnot, and we had to work through those and really work to figure out how best to play our role in it. And I think it's still something that we're developing, we're still learning. We came into this knowing and admitting that we ourselves don't know everything. And I think that that's something that's really super pertinent in this situation, because oftentimes those from academia come into these relationships and come into these spaces professing to know just that, to know everything, to be the ones who know how to run things, and then just go out and do everything without ever consulting or actually giving a voice or listening to the people that they're researching or doing research for. And so instead, what we did is we really made sure to check in every step of the way to see, like, it's the community group that we're working with. Does it feel comfortable with the way that things are going? Do they feel adequately in control of where the research is headed? Do they feel like the way that the research is being carried out is appropriate? We would meet with them regularly. And then we would liaise with the students and really work to ensure that any sort of frictions or any sort of issues were resolved. And we would work to make sure that every step of the way, we and by extension, students and the professor and basically everything involved with that was accountable to the community group and the marginalized groups that they served. We really want community organizations to be able to take that research after and implement it in ways that mean something to them and that is useful to them. Last year, for example, we had seven student researchers all doing research on different aspects of policing in a GTA context. Uh, And the GTA is the Greater Toronto Area. So like we had one person who was looking into how is policing affecting the arts community? Another person was looking at how policing affects those living in social housing and like so on, so on. The organization that we had partnered with last year, which was the Network for Elimination of Police Violence, they helped guide these seven student researchers through like what they needed and what they were hoping to get out of it. and. They started off with one thing, they ended up with these seven like wildly different angles and views of what policing trauma context looks like. And they're still like figuring out what to do with all of that. And that's okay. We, I think as a collective kind of recognize that it's not up to us to decide when, how, and where that research is utilized. 
I think that that is really intrinsic and vital, really recognizing the rights of the community organization and also of the student researchers themselves to maintain control over that end product. And summarize for listeners the key differences between the grassroots, community-based, justice-focused research that Trax is about and the mainstream of the research that happens at universities. I think one of the most important things about Trax and how it's different from mainstream academic research is the accountability that it introduces to the process. I think a lot of the times academia kind of has the assumption that it has a right to the knowledge that communities produce and to the work that they produce without necessarily having a commitment to engaging with the community or producing knowledge that's going to be useful to the community in the long run. And what Trax introduces to that is the idea that this is a commitment that needs to be central to research. That's what I think TrackX is really working on doing, trying to bring in a generation of students that's really actively engaged with community organizations and targeting their research in a way that works with the community and actually produces knowledge that's going to be productive in the long run to the community and having kind of a social justice trajectory with the research that they're doing. The conference that Trax puts on and the one that we're putting on this fall, it's not an academic conference. So we call it like a conference that problematizes and challenges people's perspectives on research and encourages social investigation and engages in collective and creative problem solving and skill sharing around community concerns. The other way that it's very different than most academic oh, academic conferences I've been to actually is that it's accessible. So TRACS prioritizes accessibility as one of the key components of our symposium. And it's one of the key things that we want is for the conference to be accessible to everybody who comes and everybody who participates. Talk more about that side of the work that TRACS does, about the annual symposiums in general and about the one that's coming up this fall in Toronto on countering the alt-right. The idea of having a symposium, I think, goes to the heart of what TRACS is about, creating a network between research and community organizing. It's also trying to make research accessible and relatable in a way that it can involve community members and gets to the heart of the issue that students and professors are also part of the community and how they can use their research to kind of build a different type of or imagine a different kind of community, different kind of society that we live in. So last year's symposium or theme was talking about police brutality. One of the narratives that are kind of challenged in these symposiums is the idea that Canada is a society that is free of these social ills in terms of like racism, xenophobia, transphobia, homophobia, all of these kinds of issues are kind of assumed that they're not happening in Canada. And that's an idea that's constantly being challenged in these spaces. Specifically, in terms of this context, going off of that theme, we're talking about countering the alt-right and developing an effective strategy to that. When we were building these themes, we were looking at the specific context of UFT of Toronto and North America in general. So a lot of things have been happening in UFT in terms of, for example, issues of transphobia and racism, and also just in Toronto, similar issues that are popping up like protests against mosques and police brutality and all of these general issues. It's really showing that Canadians really have this idea that the virulent kind of alt-right politics that exists in the United States couldn't really come up in Canada. And we're really trying to challenge this narrative and preparing for these kinds of issues. And we think that one of the most effective strategies for dealing with that is developing coalitions across different advocacy areas, you know, using intersectionality as a strength for us. 
And that really goes to the heart, for example, of how tracks prioritizes disability justice, because we think that's integral to building coalitions across different advocacy areas. The research part is very internal, and we never really control how that research is used in the end. We make sure that it's done in an anti-oppressive way. We make sure that it's done in a way that supports and promotes social justice, but that's the extent of our influence over what the research is done on and et cetera, et cetera. The conference is our way of pulling in new people into that conversation, though. It's our way of making what we're doing accessible, not just to the community group that we partnered with this specific year, but making it accessible to anyone and everyone in the broader community. I think, too, the research portion is usually very much centered around Toronto and the GTA, while the conference is actually much, much broader. The conference is open and welcoming to anyone who wants to come, whether they're from Kingston or Hamilton or Mississauga, it doesn't matter. We recognize that there's a lot of really great work that's happening outside of Toronto. And if we are to really engage people in discussions around things like police brutality, then we need to also be looking at what's happening, not just in our immediate community, but the larger context. Because I think the ultimate goal of tracks is to really start problematizing these notions that we have of Canada as a whole, you know, this idea of Canada the good and Canada the pure and really bring to the surface these conversations that just need to be had, you know, conversations that, you know, we have police brutality here. We have a serious problem with gentrification here. We have a serious problem with alt-right and fascist groups. I think, too, the conference, while it is partly a way to showcase the research that we're collaborating on and working on right now, it's also a way to really showcase that we're not the only ones doing this work. To show that research doesn't always need to be done with academia. You can actually do it without academia. And there's also other groups who are trying to do what we're doing in the community. There are other activist groups in Toronto, activist groups in Kingston, activist groups in Ottawa or wherever else in Ontario working on these things. And I think really working to bring those people together so they have a chance to network to see that not only are they not alone in terms of personal experience of these kind of issues, they're also not alone in wanting to change these things. They're not alone in wanting to really take back the tools of activist research and of fighting back against these systems and really working to get all of these people in the same room So they have a chance to meet each other, to hear what each of them have to say, help catalyze these conversations that can then continue on outside of the space. The conference itself is a further extension of that kind of catalyst notion that we hold as a collective. We hope to really catalyze conversations, relationships, connections, and how that connects to all the work that is being done in a wider context. Why don't each of you give an example of something that has occurred to you as you've been organizing this symposium of research that you think would be useful in the Toronto context in countering the alt-right? 
Speaking as somebody who identifies as trans, a stranded research that would be great would be to look at how the new federal legislation covering gender identity and gender expression is and isn't matching with the provincial legislation covering gender identity and gender expression. Because in Toronto, and unfortunately at University of Toronto, there's been kind of like a pushback against professors and students being okay with accepting trans identities and non-binary and genderqueer trans people. I think also a really important strand of kind of looking into is the Islamophobia stuff that's been happening. And I think Islamophobia, it's always kind of framed as a religious bias, but a lot of the time the Muslim community is racialized as a brown and black community. It's also very tied to issues of immigration and granting refugee status. So it's a very fertile ground for bringing all of these issues together that I think we should really look into and invest in. I'd love to see an approach to the austerity cuts to low-income communities. As someone who has lived on ODSP. And ODSP is the Ontario Disability Support Program. For many years and has experienced a lot of class-based things like that. I see a lot of the cutbacks to social services, a lot of the quote-unquote streamlining of the welfare state and of supports for the most marginalized in our communities. Along also with the lack of like affordable housing and the rampant gentrification, these issues are more prescient than ever. And I think that all three of these things, like what I'm talking about and what both Lama and Maverick mentioned, can be talked about in really relatable fashion. Because I think when we say fascism, when we say alt-right, people right away start thinking extremes. They think, you know, Hitler, they think Nazis. They don't think about like the professor who simply refuses to respect someone's pronouns or identity. They don't think about, you know, the soccer mom who's standing outside of a mosque holding a really racist sign. They don't think about the landlord who is evicting an entire building of tenants just so they can jack the rent. These are kind of everyday forms of fascism. And I think that's really at the core of what the conference this year really wants to attack and look at, making it real to people, making it so that people understand that fascism is actually already here in all of these different ways and forms. And it's not just the outright historic portraits of fascism that we need to be worried about. It's the everyday kind of banal, mundane forms in which fascism pops up. So I'm really hoping that we take that into the research portion and that we really investigate and look at how we can counter these kind of everyday forms of fascism. You have been listening to my interview with Lama El-Hanan, Maverick Smith, and Raquel Gotardi. We've been talking about the Toronto Research Action and Community Exchange or tracks. To learn more about it, go to opergtoronto.org and search for T-R-A-C-X. To find out more about Talking Radical Radio, the guests, the theme music, and the ways that you can listen, or to suggest topics for future shows, go to talkingradical.ca and click on the link for the radio show. On the site, you can sign up for email updates or follow us on Facebook or Twitter. I'm your host, Scott Nye, a writer and media producer based in Hamilton, Ontario, and the author of two books of Canadian history told through the stories of activists, Gender and Sexuality, and Resisting the State, both from Fernwood Publishing. Thank you very much for listening, and I hope you tune in again next week.
still. 